episode 135 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. Big changes at Boeing. That'll have an impact on Wichita's Spirit Air Systems and hundreds of suppliers in South Central Kansas. We'll talk today with Business Journal Aerospace reporter Daniel McCoy about the changes and the fallout. Usually at this point I talk about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal, but this is the one week of the year we don't publish a weekly edition. Instead, we publish the annual book of lists. As you know, each week we publish our lists that give you a picture of the industries in South Central Kansas. Each year we compile those lists into one publication and the 2019 version is now available. It is an important resource for businesses and business leaders. Really anyone who wants to learn more about the business community, which bank leads in market share, what's the biggest HVAC company, who are the highest paid public employees, what are the biggest nonprofits in the area. It's a great business intelligence tool you can use to grow your business. Subscribers get it for free. Those who don't subscribe can get it for $65. Contact me for more information. My email, bROy at bizjournals, B-I-Z journals with an S dot com. Back to talk to Daniel McCoy about Boeing changes and their impact in Wichita after this. Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Daniel takes a few days off. Big news <laughs> breaks out. Yeah. You yeah, were off the, on Monday when the big announcement was made at uh, Boeing. Dennis Muhlenberg out as CEO. So as you heard that news, what was going through your mind? Well, obviously just a, a tumultuous, to say the least, end of the year for commercial aerospace and and it's uh how it relates to wichita we already knew that boeing was going to halt production on the 737 max and and uh, it, you, it's really tough to argue against that being the single most important uh individual aircraft program to wichita it just fuels so much work here locally so we knew boeing was going to halt production in january and then spirit quickly followed with their own announcement that they were going to stop uh, January 1st as well. So um, with those already out there, then came the news that, that the CEO had been let go by the board. Um, it, obviously, he had been uh, embattled uh, through this whole process since, since March uh, and dating back, obviously, to October to the first crash. Um, and then the second crash in March that uh, uh, resulted in the grounding. Um, some may have thought that if he had made it this far that that they might let him uh, see it through to a return to service for the MAX, but there'd been growing tension uh, with, with the FAA. Um, there's been some new internal company messages um, that have made their way to Congressional Oversight Panel, um, more employees raising concerns about the MAX and things like that. And I think uh, the board finally just decided it was time for a, a clean overhaul, uh, more than anything, probably for brand uh, protection for Boeing. So uh, just a, a uh, uh, pretty crazy end to the year for commercial aerospace and Boeing. You take a look back at the last 18 months, let's say, for Boeing. Boy. A lot of troubles. You've obviously got the 737 MAX, the two crashes. 
then the decision to ground that fleet uh, all over the world. And then uh, you had some, even before that, I guess, the delays and the deliveries of the KC-46 tankers. Yep. Yeah. There's that. That's a, an excellent point to all of this is it, it was uh, problems throughout um, the, the organization and, and programs, both commercial and defense, as if the, the MAX wasn't a serious enough issue to, to tackle on its own. You had the tanker delays. You had uh, new delays on development of the 777X. There have been quality control issues, questions raised um, on Dreamliner production in South Carolina. Um, so you just had a lot of different uh, moving pieces and things not looking well. And then their their uh, uh, space capsule went into orbit and wasn't able to right. to dock so that was another uh you know uh black eye on top of of just so many others so you're right it's been a it's been a, a tough couple of years after you know if you go back to the middle of of 2018 before that first first 737 max crash obviously they still had tanker issues at that point and everything but you know they were looking at production of of 57 a month on the 737 max coming this summer and suppliers like spirit and all of their subcontractors here in wichita were just gearing up like crazy right. hiring investing um getting ready for what looked to be you know eight years of unprecedented uh, production rate on that program. And now that's all very much up in the air now, uncertain. Yeah. So, yeah, it was sort of the entire big picture. And I'm sure the stockholders were saying, you know what? We've had a lot of things go wrong. The brand has been tarnished. This stuff has been going on. And unfortunately, somebody has to take responsibility for it. Muhlenberg was at the uh, center of it, obviously, as CEO so he he needed to go. Uh, CFO Greg Smith will be the interim CEO. Yep. But that's really only for about three weeks. Yeah. Until David Calhoun uh, takes over. That's on January thirteenth. He will move from chairman to CEO and president. Do you know much about David Calhoun? I don't know a great deal about him. Uh, he's been uh, on Boeing's board uh, for for many years. Um, the kind of split opinion from analysts that I follow. Um, some feel like because he's so familiar with Boeing, he was the right choice to, to step in now and, and lead uh, this kind of return to service and brand rehab effort that they obviously have to undertake. Others felt, you know, he's maybe a little too inside right. um, and that, that they needed a really fresh approach to, to get all this taken care of. So um, he did give uh, an interview with CNBC shortly after he became chairman. They, they had stripped uh, Muhlenberg of chairmanship last uh, or earlier this year in the fall, and he had become chairman of the board. And, and he did give a pretty extensive interview. And, and uh, um, so I think they believe that he may be a little more um, – capable of communicating what they want to communicate during this crisis mode than, than Dennis was a engineering background. And some folks felt he didn't come off very personable, um, during this whole thing. So, um, I think they're just hoping to write the ship and, you know, bringing somebody completely new in is obviously a whole other set of challenges. So, um, I don't think anybody views him as a, you know, a 10 year CEO, um, type, but he's uh, certainly going to be uh, manning the ship as they try and get uh, 2020 uh, turned around. Then you have the obvious conflict with the FAA, the chairman, 
yeah. complaining a little bit after this ma- change was made. A little bit too much pressure there. Yeah, that there had been some some uh, like I said, some escalating tension. I think with the FAA, um, you know, Boeing had continually said. Uh, throughout much of the year of course the return kept getting pushed back you right. know it's okay we'll have them back in july we'll have them back in the fall we'll have them back by the end of the year um and i think that started to to rub the new faa administrator uh steve dixon a, a little wrong that they're putting timelines out there and maybe appearing to to place shareholder value over uh the safe return uh of the plane and then there was uh boeing put out that they hoped that they could even begin delivering 737 maxes by the end of the year they got clearance and and uh uh he got a uh dennis muhlenberg got a, a reprimand um right from the faa administrator on that and uh you won't i don't think you'll see boeing putting any timeline on it now i think that'll be and and we haven't um, for a couple weeks now. So I think that'll be, they're truly leaving it to the discretion of the regulators now and not even estimating um, what a return to service is. A lot of analysts are looking at uh, March time frame, right. but there's still a lot that Boeing has to has to complete. So um, that timeline is still very uncertain itself. And then it becomes from there, what do they do uh, to get the planes that they've been storing, almost 400 planes in storage that right. they built throughout this process. They got to get those. Obviously, those are going to need a lot of maintenance um, having set. And, you know, so they got to get those delivered. And then how do they ramp production back up? Um, just a lot of, of uh, difficult questions um, that have a lot of impact on Wichita. I was able to find a few notes on David Calhoun, who moves once again from the chairmanship of Boeing over to CEO and president taking uh, Muhlenberg's place. 26 years at General Electric, so he's through that Jack Welch uh, stream of executives. He was in charge of airplane engines, it looks like. Yep. He was also chairman of the board at Caterpillar, uh, the heavy equipment company. Uh, people describe him as blunt and forceful. <laughs> and, of course, he uh, he he was been at Blackstone, uh, and it's interesting to hear Richard Abalafia talk about the need, and he may meet the need in the short term, as you pointed out, but maybe not the long-term focus, right. saying that they kind of need to get back to right. really an engineering focus. Yeah, uh, you see that sentiment more and more um, um, these days. They they built such a solid reputation as an engineering company and, and you know, just at the forefront of, you know, one of the most advanced industries in the world. And um, there's been a a belief, and I think there's obviously evidence to back it up, that um, shareholder value and driving returns um, may have taken precedent over that um, for, uh, you know, quite a while now. Right. Um, so I think there's some folks that would like to see them go back um, to a, a, a more engineering focused culture and uh, obviously safety with everything. Of course, all the employees there want everything they make to be safe. But right. um, I think, yeah, there's there's going to be a, a maybe a if not a change in direct um, focus, certainly a change probably in messaging that they put out to the public about what Boeing is and what Boeing does. So, obviously, we're in, interested because of the impact on Spirit and the right. suppliers in South Central Kansas. Right. What's your take on, on what's going to happen? We're storing uh, fuselages here in Wichita, too. Yeah, we have uh, almost 100 of them in storage here in Wichita now. 
So Spirit initially is not going to lay off anyone. They're going to have folks that were on the 737 line continuing to, to work at least through January is my understanding. Um, Boeing has um, um, asked supply uh, across the entire supply base for a one month halt beginning in mid January. So it goes beyond spirit now, right? They had hinted at one point, you know, production levels might vary from supplier to supplier. Um, but now they're not uh, going to do that, at least in the short term. So the big, the big problem for spirit and other suppliers, of course, is how do they keep this workforce that they've built right. up intact in the event that Boeing does get a successful return in a relatively short amount of time and does begin to ramp production back up. Um, you got to have those workers that, that you had in advance um, to meet those production rates. There's questions now if Boeing will ever get to 57 per right. month. Um, but if they got back to where they were before at 52 per month, that's, that's a huge human capital demand and it's tough to let people go and then bring them back so um i think what we'll see uh, it, to me i think it's almost inevitable we're going to see some layoffs as a result of this unfortunately after the first of the year right it, it's how deep that goes and really how long this process continues to to drag out um for boeing if if the the work with the faa extends you know into the second quarter and you know we're looking at mid-year um just it, it you know, it really just depends on that return and how long the, the plane remains out of service when they can start building them again. Um, that'll be the big question for us. So it's just, uh, you know, it's so tough to say right now yep. because they're not saying, and, and I, you know, I really, I don't envy any supplier in town that has to make some of the decisions they're going to have to make in the next few weeks. Then you look at big picture, uh, Textron Aviation also announcing that they're doing some restructuring. Yeah, uh, laying off some folks uh, because of the change in the status of one of their programs. Yeah, so that's a that's part of the big picture too. Layoffs there. There could be some layoffs at Spirit. We'll have to watch this pretty closely. Yeah, it's going to be uh, uh, interestingly uh, kind of 180 degrees from where we came right. into 2019 at. Uh, you know, we were looking at um, just this huge labor shortage and and demand for workers. Uh, especially in aerospace manufacturing at the start of the year. And now we're going to be um, looking at a, a decrease, obviously, in that. And, and a lot of that will depend on what Spirit has to do. I think Textron's probably about right-sized for where they want to be um, and probably hiring even some more manufacturing workers. But some of their engineering folks um, have been let go because of the, the completion of the longitude program. So, but with Spirit and then with all those hundreds of suppliers that, that feed them and hundreds of workers or thousands of workers really add them all up. Um, yeah, we're going to see a, just a complete about face from where we were, which is, is you, you hate to see it, but it's the, the world we're living in now as we head into 2020. As we expected, when the news came out Monday morning, um, as is usually the case in a situation like this, the stock price, uh, stocks went up. Uh, people wanted to buy because there was an indication, hey, Boeing's doing something. They want to turn things around. And so right. um, has there been a response? Of course, this has been a crazy trading week, too, with the holiday. Right. But right. Yeah, um, stocks, have, stocks have responded. Yeah, uh, Boeing was at around uh, $330 per share this morning, which is about where they've been. They haven't taken a huge hit 
from this and you're right a lot of people were buying right after um of course you watch you know people will buy on the dips because there's still a belief i mean they have you know even just with the max they have more than four thousand on order right so there's you know you got to believe at some point uh, they build these planes or they meet this customer demand. And there's really only one other company to go with. Exactly. Go with Airbus. But if you go with Airbus, you're not going to, you're going to be so far behind in their delivery slots that airlines are not going to get their planes for years and years and years. So um, Boeing's one of those too big to fail. Right. Kind of, uh, you know, organizations. So I think we've seen that reflected in the stock price. Spirit stock has gone down. They were down around $73 per share this morning. So um, I think there's um, there's certainly among the supply base, uh, the publicly traded supply base, I should say. They're the one I think analysts are the most concerned about just because the, the max, uh, it accounts for about 50% of their revenue. Right. So um, you're looking at a, a pretty significant impact, um, even with just a production decrease. Uh, much less how long this uh, complete freeze of production lasts. Two other changes at Boeing. Board member Lawrence Kellner will take over as chairman. It'll be interesting to see how he takes the helm now and wants to guide things. Also, it was interesting to see they have a new senior VP of communications. His name is Neil Golightly. Yeah. He comes from Fiat Chrysler Automobiles. I think that's an indication that they want to get a message out. And they need a new person to help get this new Boeing message out. Yeah, I think there's going to be a, a renewed effort on on messaging uh, in 2020. There almost has to be. So he replaces Ann Toulouse, who had previously announced her retirement. Um, so they're they're bringing him on board, and um, um, you'll. I think there's been some other uh, changes in that in the communications department a little further downstream. Some of the folks I correspond with have, have since, uh, gone on to other jobs. So, um, I think they're obviously the messaging has to be a huge part of this. And, and so I think they're kind of aligning that, uh, organization, that part of their organization in an effort to, to tell the Boeing story as best they can. Well, Daniel, uh, as we enter 2020, a lot different, as you say, from 2019 entering uh, Unfortunately that Unfortunately so, yeah. So uh, there's a lot to write about. We have a lot uh, still to go as far as the 737 MAX and Boeing story. And uh, I have a feeling you're going to be busy here I for think a I while. Will. Yeah, I think and I will. And you can see all <laughs> of Daniel's stories at wichitabusinessjournal.com. I'll be back to wrap up in a moment. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours, so we created our own little series called Napkin Stories. Visit EquityBank.com to see how some great businesses got their start. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 135. Check out all our episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at WichitaBusinessJournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter. And thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.